Hello, fellow hobbits. My name is Savannah, and you are listening to Have You Heard of This? Welcome back for episode two. We are continuing this. I didn't jump off ship after the first episode. So if you are still listening to the podcast and didn't run after the first episode, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is an exciting episode because (laughs) we have one of my friends and not just a friend, a very special friend, a long distance friend (laughs) since we were 12. Uh, 13? We We met in 2007. I was doing the math in the shower and I stopped keeping count after a decade. I know we were in seventh grade, Yeah, but I thought we were 12. Welcome. Alice York. (laughs) Hi. Hello, hello. Before we get into full introductions, Uh talk about how we met. Okay, yes. One of my favorite stories in the whole wide world. So, um, like she said, we were in the same middle school, and I knew her as the girl with the pink jack bag, because she would carry a bag. It was pink. Um, It had Captain Jack Sparrow on it. And, you know, I was, still am super into pirates. So I would always like get so excited when I saw the girl with the jack bag. And then I realized that the girl with the jack bag is in the same study hall as me. And I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. But of course, you know, I'm very introverted. So I never like went up and talked to her about it. And then she saw me staring one day and like, I'm pretty sure I turned every shade of red. And you came over to me right after that, after you caught me staring. Yes, because here's the difference. And I think this is why this is such a great friendship and balance. You are super introverted and I am super extroverted. Yeah, you're the extrovert that adopted me. That's how I get all of my friends. Exactly. So I saw you staring at me because like it was like there was like your circle table, a circle, empty circle table, and then my circle table. Mm -hmm. And like I would like you sit by yourself yeah. and like I would see you like staring at me like all the time but it wasn't like a creepy stare and it wasn't like like a mineral stare it was just like a stare like you had something to say but you didn't have enough confidence to come up and say it to me well same but also I was staring at your bag not you <laughs> you know some people would think I would get offended by that but actually I appreciate that because if I was in the other situation, I would stare at the jack back as well. Yeah, I know. There's been plenty of references to Pirates of the Caribbean. For anyone that knows me, we will get there. We'll get there, there and I've already a- dibs Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> right. We will get there and we will cover the whole series of Pirates of the Caribbean because it is my favorite series of all time. Indeed. So don't worry. It'd be referenced a lot, but we'll get there. There will be its own episode, but it is not today. It's not today. But it is not this day. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, okay? Give a little prologue. What are you doing? What are you about? What are you feeling? Currently, I, as I told you, am sitting in my super high-tech recording studio, also known as my walk-in closet. Uh, Everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah, I pretty much only write at this point. Um, I make crafts when I have time. I play video games when I have time. Um, But specifically suited to a podcast like this is because I have severe ADHD. And Hobbit and Lord of the Rings was one of my hyperfixations for a time. 
So I am so stoked to get to talk about this. And what they mean when they say hyperfixation is literally hounding me about it and sending me constant uh, versions of their fix of art of scene by scene Eight, but listen I'm that wasn't for Hobbit that was for that was for the Adventure Zone which hopefully we will get to do an episode of that at some point but I digress but yes when you said fanfic I did in fact write a 40 chapter almost 100,000 word fanfic about The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings yeah. Did I read that? Um, I don't know that I asked you to. I don't know because that I harassed you to. Yeah, that's another part of our friendship. It's anything that goes on pen and paper, it's immediately sent to me and harassed until I read it. AKA well, earlier I mean, today. Okay, yes, earlier today. But, like, there's not a lot of harassment involved, usually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I will, I'll, listen, I'll be a good little best friend here, and I'll give you some props. If you want something written good, you do it. I mean, it's, I, I as much as I like to make fun of you for harassing me, I, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy reading everything you write, and as we Thank always you. say, you should write a novel, and I will direct it, and it'd be great. Yes. Okay. So... Today, it's very exciting. Yes. We are reviewing the famous, the thoroughly talked about, going down as a classic. You heard me right. The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Yes. Now, before we get into this, this is a big fandom. Like, Hobbit oh, yeah. and Rings is a legit fandom. It's not like, oh, that's just, that's a great movie. That's a great series. No, there are people that will fight you about these movies and books. I am one of them. That's why I'm here. Right. So, this is not to be taken lightly. This is serious conversation. And again, I hope that people know that this is all in good fun. This is just our opinions. We are For not her. experts. Whoa. No, no, I'm an expert. I. Oh, here we go. Like I said, I'm not here to play. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be fights on this podcast. You are going to hear us fighting. <laughs> okay, so The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. If you know, if you don't know anything about The Hobbit, basically it is a prequel to the Lord of the Rings series. And if you don't know the Lord of the Rings series, I'm not sure what rock you've been living under. Mm-hmm. Because it is a classic. And don't worry, we will get to the Lord of the Rings. I, I went back mm-hmm. and forth whether, whether to do the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit first. Because the Lord of the Rings did come out before the Hobbit series. However, the Hobbit book was before the Lord of the Rings. And it is a prequel. It is before the Lord of the Rings. But how movies are doing nowadays, they make the prequel after the originals. So this will be a part one of the series because there is three films so we will only be discussing the first hobbit in this episode because i feel like if we talked about all three nobody wants to sit and listen to a podcast for three hours so i do sorry my podcast yeah listen i've listened i've sat and listened to you talk for more than three hours bud 
Yeah, that's another thing about long distance friendships is back in high school, we would talk. And that was when I was young, so I could actually stay up super late and not feel like death. We would talk till early. I think like one time we stayed up till 6 a.m. talking. Uh, mm, that might have been when we spent the night. I don't know that I ever made it past one. We would only get to see each other like once every few years. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, the phone was our form of communication. And mm-hmm. I'm not the type of friend to, like, just let you go. No, no. There were fights. There were fights. <laughs> right. Like, when you moved, I was like, you're you're still my friend and I'm going to call you. And your parents are just going to have to deal with it. Because we are friends and I'm not going to be one of those people that you move and then I don't talk to you for 10 years. I'm not doing it. And we did every day. And back in the old days when people still had landlines, we would kill both of the phones in my house multiple times. And I would have to switch them out for them to charge the batteries. Mom and dad would get so pissed off with those landlines. Yeah, well. Oh, but look at us now. Oh, um, another fun fact. You were in my wedding. I was, yes. You were. Good times. Mm, great times. But yeah, so back to the point of the podcast. We get, we get on tangents, so I'm going to try to keep this on point, but there's no promises. So you're just going to have to bear with us. I have a few facts um, about the movie. Again, for people that don't know the movie or for people that do know the movie and might not know certain things about it or just want to hear me talk about the movie. Everyone's welcome. So, of course, as I said, this is a prequel to the Lord of the Rings series. It is also based on a series of books by J.R.R. Tolkien. Classic, famous, wonderful. Um, The first Hobbit was released in 2012, which was 10 years ago. Can you believe that? Yes. When I looked at it graduated? Yes. Yes. I know. When I looked that up today... It literally made me sick to my stomach because I was like, how old am I? Wild. Very wild. Very wild. So, 2012, director Peter Jackson. The wonderful and talented. Who directed all The Hobbits and all Lord of the Rings. We thank you, Peter, for your wonderful, wonderful sacrifice to the world. (laughs) Um, A few of... Now, this movie has a huge cast. And I'm not going to go over every single person in the movie because that would be the whole episode. So we're going to go into top three. Martin Freeman, who plays Bilbo, which is basically who the movie's about. Um, You might know him in Sherlock Holmes through BBC. He plays Dr. Watson. My personal favorite, literally one of my favorite actors ever. Ever. icon. If someone does not agree with me, I will fight you. <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen. Love of my life. I mean, I mean, he has been in many, 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 many things, a lot of theater things, but I'm sure what people mostly know him as, besides this series, is he played Magneto on the original X-Men series. Yes. And he also, if we're talking about Sherlock Holmes, he also played in another adaptation of Sherlock Holmes as Sherlock Holmes. Oh, 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 all right. It's like the older version, like in his older years of Sherlock Holmes. Nice. Right, right. It's called Holmes, if you want to check it out. 
I would watch anything with Ian McKellen. Like, yes, his voice is just. You know, there's just some voices in the world, that, like like Morgan Freeman. Yes, like David Attenberg. Yes, I just. Uh, I just and Ian McKellen is probably one of the only ones that's been in all six films. And he plays Gandalf. Yep. yep. The Wizard of All Wizards. The, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for Gandalf, would anything really happen? No. Thank you. And then, would you like to say the third leading actor? My darling, my husband... Oh my god. Richard Armitage, who plays Thorin Oakenshield, love of my life also. Um, he was also briefly for a hot second, he was in Captain America the First Avenger. Um, he was that background dude that blew up the lab after Steve got changed into Captain America. And I know that because, well, you know, obviously. I literally had that written down on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> he also played in Hannibal and the movie really? yes I'm not quite sure what character in Hannibal because I've watched Hannibal and I do not remember him so if somebody wants to shoot in the comments on Facebook or Instagram oh who he played I mean yeah I could just look it up but we try to be interactive with the audience all right I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to get you guys interactive so if you know who he played let me know there are several individuals that was in the original Lord of the Rings series that had came back for The Hobbit. Um, we won't go into all of them, but they are fan favorites. The movie is two hours and 49 minutes. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's in that, that disclaimer. I know I threw a slight bit of shade on the last episode towards Marvel about how long these movies are. These are the same thing. Okay. You are in for a lawn couch potato session okay you are in trying to get comfortable at the movie theater with these types of movies they they're they're pretty long so especially two extended hours, yeah two hours and 49 minutes you said yes okay that's interesting because like i said i was hyper fixated on these movies for a hot minute um so over the span of like two to three months i would watch these movies every night i would watch the first one and then the second one I'll go into why we don't talk about the third one when we talk about the third one. Oh my god, here we um, go. But that's interesting. I would I would usually cut it off like halfway through because it was time for bed, but that is that's that's interesting to put into perspective. Yes. Um also for um anyone that's interested, it is rated PG thirteen, mainly just for the action, but I feel like every movie has like crazy like action and special effects and like violence sequence, so I'm not I mean if you want to know, that's what it's rated. It is adventure or fantasy. Is it genre? And it was nominated for three Oscars. Oh, yeah. Makeup, visual effects, and production design. Makeup. Interesting. Hmm. Um, it also had an 11 wins just from various award shows and 75 nominations. Nice. So, if we're talking about in the grand scheme of wins, the Lord of the Rings series did do better. It did. Yes, because that's true. This was only nominated. It didn't win it, like any Oscars. But mm -hmm. when we talk about Lord of the Rings, we'll get into that massive... I mean, it's still 
probably the top winning franchise of all time. Cleaned up. Okay. So there's your little facts. There's your little research. There's your little trivia on what we're going to be talking about. Before we get into the film. Yeah. Quickly now. Quickly now. Okay. Quickly. Okay. What does the film mean to you? Now, not the series. <laughs> not the series. Not the series. Let's 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 calm down. We're just talking about number one. Number one, unexpected journey. What is that? What did you feel when you first watched it? What what, what does it mean to you? What? Why do you keep rewatching it? Like, what, give me. Get, let me let me peek inside your brain a little bit. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Tell the people why they should watch this movie. So I was a Lord of the Rings fan from like way back. So obviously that came first. So when I heard that they're making a Hobbit film, I was like, okay, awesome. It has a slightly different flavor than Lord of the Rings. I feel like Um, it's still the high fantasy, but it's a little more action oriented. Um, Mm -hmm. What it means to me, I mean, like I, I've always dreamed of having like that big adventure, Mm. you know, so um, and that that's kind of that's Bilbo's like the start. It's an unexpected journey that's like the start of his big adventure. Um, it just feels like coming home in a way. It feels mm. like a comfy pair of pants. The Hobbit is like a comfy pair of pants. <laughs> that's gonna be like the tag of when I release that. <laughs> that's gonna be the tagline. That is gonna. Be- <laughs> that is the quote of the episode. You know what? I'm going to start doing that. Nice. And people that listen to the podcast, help me to this. I want to do a quote of the episode. And this is it. And you know what? For a little throwback, if you listen to episode one, I did Treasure Planet with another one of my friends. And I feel like the quote of that podcast was just her going Jim Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> if you haven't checked out the first episode, go back and take a listen. It was a great time. It was awesome. That's why I was so stoked to come on because I listened to it last night and I'm just like, I'm so ready. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, so the film, let's let's set a scene. Let's let's tell people a little bit about film. So again, if you know The Lord of the Rings, then you again it's a prequel to the lord of the rings um the main character in the hobbit bilbo is in lord of the rings but he's much older so this is kind of a flashback to you know they talk about lord of the rings of all his like famous adventures and you know he has such a full life how he got the ring and da, 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 but you never really see anything of that because it's more uh, you know another um his nephew's story Frodo. so in this one in the hobbit you get to see what happened what bilbo's story was how it all came to be so he is a hobbit from the shire if you don't know anything about what a hobbit is a hobbit is shorter than a dwarf that's actually very important because there's a lot of dwarfs in the hobbit (laughs) shorter than a dwarf uh, they have big furry feet. And you know when, when Tolkien wrote this, I wonder what like, like if he was just sitting on the couch one night, just like you know what, furry feet, yep, big furry feet. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like a size eleven or twelve, like a normal. No, I'm talking like they were disproportioned. Let's be honest, the feet was a little, it was a little off. All the better to tiptoe with. 
<laughs> yes, so. And they were very, you know, um, they were folk people, very, you know, quiet, um, lived in like a little valley type setting, like never bothered nobody, just living their best life, just good, wholesome people. Yeah. And in this type of series, as it is adventure and fantasy, you know, there's dwarfs and there's elves and there's wizards and there's trolls and, you know, you get into all that type of fantasy. Um, and how the movie starts is Bilbo is just, you know, again, living his quiet little life. You know, Which just the Bagginses are known for. Yes, Bilbo Bagginses. Um, just living his quiet little life, you know, smoking his pipe, eating his little snacks, sitting on his front porch, just minding his own business. Like, he is, even though he's not that old in this film, but he's very, like, <laughs> the quiet, grumpy man that just doesn't want to be, he just wants to be left alone. Big mood. Yes. And then, all of a sudden, a wizard comes to his door. And that is where Gandalf comes in. And Gandalf is known around the world. Gandalf is the, like one of the five wizards, most powerful wizards. And Gandalf the Grey, actually, if I want to do the full name, Justice. And he comes to Bilbo and he um, propositions, he knew Bilbo as a kid. Um, and just passing and stuff because he, you know, had been in and out of the Shire. And Gandalf is known a little bit, you know, he he's a little bit of a wild side. Okay, people have a few things to say about Gandalf. <laughs> and he comes and uh, kind of propositions Bilbo, I guess you would say. And Bilbo's to, to you know, kind of listen to him and go on an adventure and all this type of stuff. And Bilbo's just not having it. Bilbo's like, mm, I don't want to get involved in anything. I'm not anybody special. Like, I don't, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to smoke my pie and eat my biscuit and be on my way. Again, big mood. <laughs> right. But I feel like if Gandalf the Grey came knocking at my door, I wouldn't have taken as long as Bilbo Baggins took to accept the offer. I'm just saying. So, um, Bilbo checks out. Um, Gandalf marks his door with a little symbol. And this symbol um, is kind of like a clue to some of his friends, which are dwarfs, um, to find Bilbo's house and to meet that night. And they all meet up at Bilbo's house. For a dwarf rave. Yes. And Bilbo, again, is not having any of this and doesn't know anyone. Okay, so people are just, dwarfs are just coming through his house and eating all his food and just making a mess and being crazy. And he does not know why. And of course, Gandalf shows up and then the man of the hour. Ah. Thorin Oakenshield. And basically the synopsis is Thorin wants to reclaim his homeland. It was um, taken over by a dragon called Smaug and there is only a certain time of the year that he can get back in his home because it's like the door is gone like he can't just walk in and inside his big mountain home there is treasure and gold and basically his entire fortune and a way to kind of rebuild his community of dwarfs and his name and 
all this hoopla. And, you know, there's um, a certain way that you have to go and, you know, a certain time in the year. And it's very, uh, it's, it's a whole thing. And the reason they have decided to ask Bilbo along on this journey, because again, Bilbo is not good at fighting, has never went on a venture, like really doesn't have much to offer the team. He can sneak in and get a particular item that no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, and he needs to do that without waking up the dragon. That's pretty much a large possibility going to be in the mouth. He, um, they want Bilbo to be able to sneak in. And because hobbits are very small and very quiet and very light on their feet, he can be their burglar. At first, Bilbo's like, again, not about this life. And then Gandalf has a little pep talk with him. And he thinks about how boring his life actually is. And then one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is, I'm going on an adventure! And Bilbo joins the company and they go on this grand adventure through basically the whole series to get to Arambor and... Uh-huh. So, yeah, and he just goes on this grand adventure and, you know, again, if people haven't seen the film, not to give it away, but they meet a lot of people, they do a lot of things. Bilbo, I would say changes. Oh, yeah. There's just a lot of, you know, action and fantasy and little side stories and, I mean, again, it's, it's a classic. Do you have anything to add? I just feel like you mentioned side stories, like, and I guess we'll we'll get into this more uh, when we do additional Desolation of Smaug, but um, it's the side stories because the Hobbit book, um, it's basically Bilbo's like retelling of his adventure. So like he wouldn't necessarily know all the information that's going on around him, like like the side mm-hmm. stories that um, right. Peter Jackson incorporated. So like. I feel like this the incorporation of the side stories in the movie kind of it kind of sets the timeline and the scene for the Lord of the Rings movies and it puts it like in perspective and right. it makes it it just it's a big beautiful tapestry of a story. Yes. Yes. It's just again, like you said, it's just it's like putting on comfy pants. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's just there's just something about the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings series that makes you feel I know all movies and books you kind of the point of it is the point of the art is to kind of immerse yourself into the experience and feel like you're involved in that story and you're there and you're you know in a different world and you're away from reality and all that but this series I really think does an impeccable job of doing that Oh, yeah. And well, mostly because Peter Jackson is just... And, uh, and of course, the writers and uh, the actors all play a part of it. But Peter Jackson's vision is just beautiful. Yeah, I don't think anybody else could have pulled it off. No. And had as much success, let's put it that way. And again, this is a deep-rooted... Th- I mean, there were deep fans of this. So, like, if they if it got screwed up, it would not have went well. Yeah. And a lot of people have opinions. And I, I went back and forth of whether to bring this up. Oh, no, go ahead and bring it up. I feel like I know where you're going with it, but I have opinions too, so go ahead. Quentin and Brendan, 
go now or to wait till we do all three films or even wait till we until uh, I cover all six you know including Lord of the Rings but you know what let's just go over now uh-huh. in your opinion and again this is very and I've had this conversation with many people there, this is very controversial okay this question uh huh which do you find better as a whole not just one particular movie as like three here three there which do you think is better oh okay the not Hobbit I thought you were going with it oh really oh yeah. really Okay, The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings? You know, even though it's the same universe, I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges because, mm-hmm. like I said initially, they were, they're kind of made different. Um, Lord of the Rings is more of that, like, high fantasy, um, and Hobbit does have a little more of the action into it. Um, really? You think? I do. Um... I don't know, Lord of the Rings had some huge battles. Yeah, it definitely did, but I just, I I don't know, it feels like there's a different flavor between them. Um, Mm. I I like them both in different ways. I don't think it would be fair to say, you know, this one's better than this one. I mean, I guess you could, like, try to be objective, but I, I feel like they're both great, but in different ways for different reasons. Valentine. Why are, are people are people hating on Hobbit? Well, no, not necessarily. But people are just very like you're either. I mean, it's not that people don't like both, you know, series or have respect for both series. But I find that when I bring it up, you're very either a hard Hobbit or a hard Lord of the Rings. Really, and it just is what it is. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess w- when I want to feel like nostalgic. It's Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It's Lord of the Rings, hands down. Um, and you know what? Good looking out, because you were the one that told me to watch Lord of the Rings. I don't recall, but that sounds like me. You 100% did. I mean, I had heard about Lord... This was year... I mean, this was back teenage. Yeah, yeah. Years, years ago. But we were... Um, I had heard about Lord of the Rings, obviously. Like, I knew what it was, but I never watched it. And we were on the phone one night, and I had told you that, and you were, like, basically blasting me. Like, if you were in front of me, you would have smacked me in the face. It's basically how... And you were like, we gotta watch it! And I remember I sat in my little, like, game room. It was basically, like, I had my computer desk in there, and movies, and just, like, it wasn't my bedroom. It was just an extra room that we didn't have any use for. And I sat in a moon chair and like basically that week, like every night we watched one of the Lord of the, or, you know, each Lord of the Rings film. Really? It must have been on like summer vacation because that would not have flown on a weeknight. I I mean, I get, I don't know. I don't know the time frame. I don't know the season, but I just remember you introduced me into Uh, the, but yeah. So when I want to feel nostalgic um, and when I want to feel a little emotional, I'll oh, put definitely. it out there. Lord of the Rings is definitely... I mean, it will always have just that hype. But, you know, and when I went going into The Hobbit, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that this could outshine Lord of the Rings. Like, I wasn't saying it wouldn't be good, but it was just there's no way that it would beat Frodo's story. There's no way. There's no way. 
And honestly, I find if I just want to watch the series, I find I lead more to wanting to pick Hobbit up. I feel like Lord of the Rings is a commitment. It is. And not, it's that emotion. Like, Lord of the Rings is a lot more, it does have a lot more deep emotion than Hobbit, I yes. feel like. It's very heavy. Very yes. heavy. There's a lot of stuff going on in Lord of the Rings. And we'll get there. But yeah, the Hobbit just feels more light. It feels more fun. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just a good time. But yeah, so I wanted to get that out of the way first. Because again, there's there's a lot of... And you know what? I'm going to put a poll um, on Spotify. And I'm going to... What, what do you like? Hobbit? Lord of the Rings? Let me know. Throw it in the comments. Let me know. What are you thinking? Okay. Now that we've gave a good little synopsis, because again, I don't want these episodes to be like me just shitting here telling you the whole film. <laughs> the point of this is to, for the people that's watched it to sit back and enjoy a good review and for the people that hasn't to let you know whether you should watch it. So I'm not going to give it all away. But we're going into the ratings. Okay. All right. This is on a one through five scale. Okay. One through five stars. Yes. Okay. We're going to be covering score. So how was the music in the film? We're going to be talking. And this can be, you know, some films have just like regular music and some films. It's just all musical instruments, instrumental. So we're going to be covering everything. Um, next is acting and how the actors did these characters. Because again, these are infamous characters. Next, the story, plot, writing, how that was covered. Second to last, originality. Okay. Is this something that you're not seeing every day? Is this something that you sit back and say, wow, I haven't watched a film like this in a while. What is it bringing into the table that's different than anyone else or anything else on the cinema? Then we have special effects. Let's do it. Right. Oh, before we start, I do just have to say... And this might also get some comments, but if you are going to if you are going to absorb the Hobbit story, please do yourself a favor, watch the movie, do not read the book. The book is terrible. I have read it. It was physically mm -hmm. painful to get through. I've read The Hobbit, I've read Lord of the Rings, I read Lord of the Rings twice, couldn't hardly get through the Hobbit. Wow. Like, and people were, when The Hobbit was like in the making and just come out, like, people were like, hey, you know, how are they gonna get three movies out of this? How I can't believe they stretched out. No, listen, listen, they did that book a favor. Now that's off my chest. Wow, real shade, real yeah. shade. Well, okay, all right, there you have it. I have not read the book, so I can't comment. First, the score. Legendary, flawless, incredible, transportive, transformative. <laughs> Howard Shore, correct? Yes, correct, correct. So, yeah, I've, like, never known Howard Shore to not have a banger, but just mm -hmm. Misty Mountains. Oh. Classic. It's a You're right. You're right. You're right. You're fair. But that's not even but that's not even what does it for me. What is it? 
that's not even what tickles my fancy. That's not what even that fills my whole body with just just goodness and just my ears sing. It's the theme of the Shire. Oh, concerning hobbits. Yes. I mean, when I think of this series, whether I'm thinking about Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, that's that music is what I think of. It, yeah. Just, it's, it's oh. just right to the soul. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, when I walk into heaven, I hope that place. <laughs> I can see it, and uh, the way the the score is overlaid with the cinematography of like the, mm. the sweeping shots of like yes. the Shire and everything. Like, if you have synesthesia, you're gonna hear concerning hobbits, and you're gonna see the Shire. Like, mm. it's just the perfect connection. And a little trivia fact, because I'm all about like, okay, let me put it this way: I'm the type of person that as soon as I watch a film, I immediately go on to IMDb and I look at the trivia. Yeah, I know. I can't help it. I have a problem. I need to know everything. And did you know that the Shire is a real place? Well, yeah, it's in New Zealand. Well, no, I mean, not just like that. But like, it's a settled, like, you can go. It's not like just a set, like, piece. Like, you can go and actually stay at the Shire and visit the Shire. And it's the exact same, like... I have to go right now immediately. I know. Like, it's a real, like, when they did Lord of the Rings, it was just a big set piece. Like, obviously, they went to New Zealand for, like, the background stuff, but, like, the actual, like, the Hobbit's homes, the walks, like, everything, the um, place where they go and, like, eat and drink and stuff, like, literally, that was just a big set. And after Lord of the Rings, they took it down. But then when they came back to film for Hobbit, they left it there and they permanently built the foundation so you can go and visit the Shire. (laughs) I will harvest as many kidneys as it takes. That makes me want to cry. I, I my mom, she always, she, like, she said that her dream house would be like a hobbit house. So, mm. like, if, oh, she knew that. I need to tell her that because, oh, well, I guess, yes. I guess she'll hear it. But, um, well, uh, yeah. So, if you go to New Zealand, I don't know where exactly it is in New Zealand, but if you go there, I'm sure you could look it up. You can go and visit the Shire. Okay, I will. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Ticket, please. Airplane ticket. So, yeah, the score is just, it just, it just makes you feel things. And especially when the dwarves sing a cappella, mind you. Oh, my sweet lord. God bless. Okay. Yes, there is. And you're, you're probably thinking the people that haven't seen the film, you're probably thinking dwarf singing. What, oh, buddy. What, Oh, buddy. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Okay, one, I was not expecting singing in general, but I wasn't expecting how good it would be and how, like, they would do so well, like, staying in tune with each other. Like, that first bit Thorn starts... Uh, right between the legs, buddy. Whoa. 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 I said what I said. Duh. It is stamped into the podcast. When you listen to the, the the soundtrack, it honestly, like you said, it, it, it makes you feel like you're there. They every scene fit the score. Like it, it was like they perfectly 
musicians, man. I'm not one of them, and you guys are great. You know, high five, pat on the back, a round of applause. Howard Shore, man. Howard Shore. So, I feel like I already know what this is going to be, but what do you rate the score? One oh, five. Five out of five, yes. Yep, I agree. Five star. I mean, it just doesn't get any better. And that was the one, like, I try to be objective. I try to see all the possible scenarios. I try to not just think, oh, the, uh, you know, I love this film. I'm going to rate everything five star. Like, I genuinely, even if you don't like the film, you cannot say this music is in baller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we're moving on. We're doing the acting. The actors that were picked for these roles. I have been waiting for this, like, all day. Okay, let me tell you about the acting. Okay. Talk about understanding the assignment. So, when all of the dwarves start pouring into Bag End, right? So, first is Dwalin, and he's kind of like... He's like Thorin's right-hand man. He's, like, big and burly and gruff and stuff. And the dwarves all bow once they, like, knock on the door and introduce themselves to Bilbo. So, Dwalin bows but does not take his eyes off of Bilbo which kind of shows his like you know hesitant to trust I don't know this dude I don't know you and then Balin when he gets there um he's you know much more much more friendly much more open he does like a little flourish and about and he does lower his eyes which you know indicates his more trusting nature and then when they speak in unison which you know like it speaks to their how they're like their brothers obviously so they're a unit and they're always acting together so and also they're making those faces because martin freeman was like making dumb faces to them behind the camera so it took them like 47 takes just to get that intro because martin freeman was making them laugh the entire time wow and you know what i feel like if i was an actor that would be what i would do but just i mean Every actor just like understood their character and it not even verbally, but the they body understood the assignment. <laughs> they understood the assignment. <laughs> and that I mean that was just like a, a handful of uh handful of examples, but every character understood the assignment and I love it. Hmm. Yeah. And even like for the people that came back that was in Lord of the Rings that was in this. I mean, they already had like a feel of their character. Like again, Ian McKellen has played Gandalf six times. <laughs> so like he be knowing how to do the wizard. But like for these newer character likes the dwarves are like pretty much all the dwarves. Well all the dwarves are new characters. So it's, like for them he's played pretty much every background character in Lord of the Rings ever. He was one of the Witch Kings. He was, uh, <laughs> oh boy. He was one other, and then he was the uh, the goblin that knocked Aragorn off the cliff in the second movie. But like, mm. he, he was just all, he was all over the place, bud. But they pretty much came into this, and they still were that deep rooted into the characters and did great performances. Amazing. Mm. So, like, five out of five, obviously. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to compare. I'm, I'm trying to make this a standalone. Because if we're comparing, I prefer the cast in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's fair. 
But I was more invested. Let me put it that way. But if we're just looking at a standalone movie, we're just looking at The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Yeah, I guess I guess I will give it a five. It was really good. And I, mainly, <laughs> Gandalf's literally leading everything. Everything that's going to come out of my mouth is about Gandalf. I know. I know. He's just my favorite, and we love him. And any Gandalf fans, let me know. Okay? Blow up the comment section and the like section and the sharing links to hear let <laughs> other people hear me talk about Gandalf the Grey, because I love him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we're solely talking about Gandalf's performance, I mean... Uh, I just... He's like a tired school chaperone because he's constantly counting the dwarves. There's 13 of them, so I mean, you got to keep track. But yeah, he reminds me of a tired school chaperone. And since it, since we're talking about acting, I mean, obviously, we know Gandalf's my favorite and Thorin is your favorite. Yeah. If we're not talking about them, if we take them out, who's your favorite? Uh, First movie alone? First movie alone. Bilbo, I guess? <laughs> Mostly because... I identify with him a lot. Like, okay, well, listen. Like, I mean, I said earlier, yeah, I've always wanted to have a big green adventure, but also, like, I had to sleep on a different mattress for two nights, and I thought my back was broken. So, I'm not, I'm not, I I would like to envision myself as a down and dirty person, and maybe I could get there, but I like my armchair. I like my books. I like laying down on my memory foam mattress with my dogs in my bed with me. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not a creature of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So like his journey from, from being, I mean, Bag End is like the, it's like it's it's the kind of the big house on the hill, uh, mm-hmm. in the in the Shire. So going from Bag End to like sleeping on a very thin bedroll on the ground with no shower for months on end. Hmm. It's a transition. It is. It is. Shout out to Bilbo. Yeah. You did well, kid. You did well. Good. (laughs) You did good. Okay. Now, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Story. Writing. Amazing. And, like I said, they really... They really turned coal into gold with the source material. I mean, it, the, the Hobbit book was just not good. I came in wanting to like it. I wanted so bad to like it, but it was so bad. Oh god. So I mean, like, yes, there were there were tweaks. There were tweaks in the movie. Um, there there were differences from the book, but like, the differences were they contributed to the story as a whole like it they made they made the plot flow better mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean the writing so are we talking about story or dialogue or both we're talking about everything okay we're talking about everything storyline i know i said i was hyper fixated on these movies but it has been a hot minute um I mean, storyline. I think they left it off at a great place. It's it's mm-hmm. not quite a cliffhanger, but it was a good like natural pause. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah the 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 storyline fantastic. The dialogue amazing. Mm-hmm. Just 
just so great. <laughs> yeah, the story. Okay, well, I, I, I mean, the story's again, it's a classic. But I find the dialogue. There's some lines in that film. Okay, my favorite scene in the entire film. Yeah, hands down, no exceptions. It, this is it. Yeah. It, um, basically, Bilbo's like, I ain't doing it. Like, <laughs> before he leaves the shire and changes his mind, and um, the dwarfs are down and out, and Gandalf is having his many pep talks with Bilbo. And Bilbo says, Say that I'm gonna, that I will come back. Yeah, yeah, can I live? And Gandalf basically says, If you do, come back you'll never be the same oh such a good line and it, it, it it's the it's it's the plot of not only the hobbit but the lord of the rings movies because yeah. the the trip changes them all so drastically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such good writing i mean on you can't fight me on this and if you do we're having battles <laughs> Gandalf has the best lines oh yeah i mean Period. he did in the book too i mean he just uh, just great. I love it. But yeah, so if we're talking about writing dialogue, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Five out of five. Like, I don't know that any of these categories, TBH, are going to get less than a five out of five, but we can, we, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you can disagree. We've been friends for over a decade. Like, I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. No, I'm not disagreeing. Like, I, when I sit and truly think about it, I mean, it is five out of five. I mean, it's, it's just so I mean, good. It's, it's dang good. I'm, it's dang it good. Is. It's that good. And, like, for, for people who don't know me, obviously, like, yeah, I was super into these movies, and I'm still super into these movies, but I can still be objective. Like, I'm gonna tell you if I don't like something about it. Like, mm-hmm. wait till we get to the Marvel movies, I'm gonna have some stuff to say. Oh, God. But, like, <laughs> these are just genuinely, they're well-made movies. Mm-hmm. It's a reason, there's a reason why they've done so well. Yeah, definitely. They're, I mean, when you look... 20 years down the line people still gonna be talking about these movies yeah they're just they're classics like they're classics they're classics okay next category originality now before we get into it i'm gonna have to say i have a low rating on this i do i do what do you mean let me tell you why yes the story is fantastic but as far as originality, how many, in some way, shape, or form, through the years of filmmaking, have we, especially more currently, has there been things of dwarfs and elves and wizards and fantasy and adventures and kind of that realm of things? Well, I don't know that that's necessarily a fair gauge because the source material was written a while ago. So, like, if anything, more current elves, dwarves, wizards, whatever, were gonna be based on Tolkien. Fair. But then we're rating the book. If you want to be technical. And that would be, like, a negative (laughs) one. So. So we're focusing on the first Hobbit. 
so and then again like even though it's a prequel of the story it's the second generation of like film because lord of the rings was made prior before so when it comes to originality and again like as far as like you know the person like not really wanting to go to adventure and just being a little tiny chicken nugget a little noob a little baby like that's been told a million times (laughs) so and like you know the bad brooding needs to find his honor i mean like stuff that's been told so as far as originality i'm gonna give it a solid i'm gonna give it a 1.5 to be honest with you i'm gonna give it a 1.5 I could, if you fall me, I could maybe bump to two, but I'm. I'm, I'm a fight to you then. You're gonna have to bump it up to two. Okay, elaborate. You know, sh- sh- tell me, tell me okay. your thoughts. What do you think? So, what do you listen, write? listen. Every story is made up of archetypes. You have like the hero, the antihero, the villain, the sidekick. So like, it's not necessarily unoriginal to have a reluctant hero or like a broody character like you can only be so original when it comes to like characterization i mean there's little there's little bits and bobs you can put in to make it unique but like humans have been telling stories for a very very long time so i don't know that you're gonna get much quote-unquote originality when it comes to tropes it's fair i see your point of view but as far as like the film or the story, all right, all right, I'll leave it with you. All no, right. I'm gonna have to, and you know, I was, I was, I was gonna say four, because like okay. you said, it is, it is a, it's a prequel, so it is kind of piggybacking off of uh, Lord of the Rings. But I am gonna bump it up to a four point five because, <laughs> because no, because okay, the book was so bad. But the alterations that they made to the story, I I will, listen, I will die on this hill. I have lots of hills that you're going to learn, sweet, sweet listeners, that I will die on. But I will die on this hill. The book was bad. The, the plot changes, the details that they changed in the movies made it different enough. They were big enough from the book to make it original. So I am going to go with a solid 4.5. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know what? I'll give you two, but I'm not going any higher. In, I mean, I've marked. I've marked it down. I've okay. stamped it. All right. All right. I feel like originality. I'm the, and we're only two episodes in, so let's. But I feel like originality. I'm. I'm the. I'm the most. Okay. Critical okay, Savannah. Section. Okay. Okay, Savannah. Look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. I right can't look now. you in the eyes. Look me in the eyes and tell me right now what you would give Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, that's a whole listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> you understand. That is a whole nother Robert, listen. Listen to me right now. Alright, we can a, have this conversation when we get to Dead Man's Chest. That's a whole nother That's a whole nother ballpark, okay? You don't even know. We'll, we'll have that conversation Listen. when we get to Damon's chest. Oh my god, here we go. Okay. <laughs> and I knew as soon as you like Samina say, I knew. <laughs> because oh y'all know, y'all know that every single movie that she's comparing to is pirates. Like y'all know that. 
Listen, I try and the to... silence says it all. Listen, I try to be objective. I try to like other things. Okay, I'm not saying there ain't good movies out there besides Pirates. They are, <laughs> but it, listen, listen, it's just. Mm. Okay, we're not. So we're not. About, this this episode isn't about that. So let's just stay on track. Okay, next. Okay, special effects. So this is interesting because, like, I always see comments about how in Lord of the Rings it was made a very very long time ago, but the special effects have held up just tremendously. And I, I'm not saying that like the special effects in Hobbits don't hold up. Mm-hmm. But you can see that, like, you know their special effects, if that makes sense. Yeah. The thing I think of, the scene that I think of when you say that is the troll scene. Yes, that's that's what I was thinking of, too. I was also thinking of the comparisons between uh, the different versions of Gollum. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely the troll scene is exactly what I was thinking of. Yep, yep. There's, I mean... As far as, like, special effects and, like, cinematography, I mean, a chef's kiss. But, yeah. like, creating things that weren't there, yeah. The trolls, I don't know if it was bad, but you can tell. Like, when he was flying around his body, when he picked him up, like, yeah. come on. Um, but I'm, that was the main thing I wanted to talk about when we're going into special effects, is Gollum. Amazing. I mean... Okay, if you've not seen the movie, there is a creature. Um, again, I don't want to give too much away. Um, so we'll say creature. His name is Gollum or Smeagol. It's very complicated backstory. <laughs> um, he is also in the Lord of the Rings franchise, but he makes a little appearance. Kind of, um, you get to see what uh, because um, at the in Lord of the Rings, he's talked about before he's actually introduced, and you kind of get to see why he's talked about so much. Yes. But he, his special effects, because he's not like, you, they couldn't just put like uh, makeup or anything. Like, this is full blown, like, um, motion capture special effects. Yeah, but they don't really. Andy Circus was in mocap in Lord of the Rings, but. It, I, I still gotta say, different. Lord of the Rings had it better. Yeah, I would agree. They made, like, his... He seemed, one, he seemed bigger in The Hobbit. And, like, uh, his, he seemed more disproportionate. Like, his head and his eyes look different than in Lord of the Rings. I mean, it, I, I can't recall it off the top of my head, but I'll take your word for it. They... I, I think they wanted to try to get it so similar and so crisp that 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 they overkilled it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I feel like that's a an issue with a lot of, um, a lot of CGI and like live action movies that it it, it strays into uncanny valley sometimes. Like it's mm. just it's too perfect to make it. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a perfect description. Yeah. yeah. They try to make it so realistic that it's unrealistic, Mm -hmm. almost. Um, I'm trying to think of, because there's no really big battle sequences that would, like, when you get into Hobbit 3, that's when you're talking about major special effects. But really, I can't think 
another like big there wasn't a big battle there there was a big cgi sequence um when they were in the goblin tunnels yeah that's another one the goblin like the big like the king goblin yeah so i'm gonna give i mean i'd give it a solid 3.5 you know, that's what I was going to go with. And yeah. I felt weird going with that because, like, again, that's what it was nominated for in Oscars was makeup, visual effects, and production design. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I just can't yeah, help but compare it to, like, The Lord of the Rings, the original. Like, mm-hmm. that was made so much longer ago, but I can... It's still going to be better. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. wild. 3.5. So, I feel... I confident with those reigns i feel like we had a, a variety but they still they still were worth your attention let's put it that yeah way. definitely it wasn't it, it's not that they're bad mm-hmm. it's just that they're they're slightly above average yes yes so i didn't get to talk about thor nearly enough this episode okay here's your time well I, it, there's the, there's nothing to say now Say what you need to say. Okay, tell people. All right, here, here. I'll give you a little moment. Okay. Okay. Tell people why they should be a fan of Thorn Oak and Shield. I mean, tell that voice why. first of all. That, <laughs> and he's pretty, obviously. But like, he tries so hard. He does. He tries so hard, and. He's very like a tragic hero figure for reasons that we'll talk about eventually. But he tries so hard, and I mean he's he's a tragic hero figure. Um, he tries so hard and gets so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Wow! <laughs> I know. Wise, wise words. But. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And he's so attractive. He's just. (laughs) Maybe I'll be more eloquent when we talk when we get to Desolation of Smaug. But just he's he is my chosen one of this fandom. Yeah, I was about to say, don't put him as chosen one because there is other characters that you have went on about. (laughs) Yeah, well, hyperfixation is like that. But also, like, if I had to choose a top husband he would not be it wow okay because listen i love thorin he's an idiot facts and as you watch this series you will learn that and if you don't agree with that if you've already got like are we watching the same character because he's dumb yeah no he if if he wouldn't know a good decision if it came up and smacked him in the face I was just about to say he does not make good decisions. And Gandalf tries to let him know that and he doesn't listen very well. Stubborn. And mm-hmm. like if I was in the Lord of the Rings, I would keep him on a child leash at all times. Fair. That's but fair. he's pretty and he has a great voice. So like I can be the logic. He can just stand there and look pretty. Okay. Fair. But there you guys have it. The Hobbit, an unexpected journey, following a little hobbit just trying to be a burglar with a bunch of dwarfs and a wizard. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. And it's so funny just to watch someone be so confused. 
uncomfortable. And I'm trying to think of another way to describe Bilbo. Like, just on this journey. Like, he, and, and trying not to die. Very relatable, though, because same. Right. Okay. So, final thoughts about the movie? Final thoughts about why people should watch the movie? Why it, we gave it so many good ratings? <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, like, I feel like you're gonna like Hobbit because it's an it's similar enough to be it it's it's similar enough that you're gonna like it and if if you're new to like if you've never seen either of them you know start with Hobbit if you like it great if you don't try Lord of the Rings might be more of your cup of tea but like once once you get into the fandom it is gonna be like I said Hobbit is like a pair of comfy pants I know I said this about the last movie that I reviewed, but it's just a classic. There's just classics, and this is one of them. Treasure Planet is classic. So now that we gave a full review of one of our favorite movies, we are going to play a little game of this or that. All right. Dreamer or realist? I mean, like, dreamer in every sense of the term. Obviously, all the time, no question. Yeah, I would agree. And for the people that are hard realists, a.k.a. my husband, I, and I know you can as well, can just easily, so easily escape into that world. And I think when you write, that's probably plays into a huge part of it. But it's just like, this life, I mean, yeah, my life's good. I don't have a bad life, but like, to have a life like Bilbo, like to have a life like, you know, Jim Hawkins from the first episode, like, I mean, who doesn't want that? We don't have magic. We don't have super cool, like hoverboards and stuff. And I mean, you and I, we ha- we're very blessed to have, you know, great lives. But when things get stressful, like the idea of not being able to like just take like a mental vacation and be able to immerse yourself in something else just for just for a minute just to take the edge off like I can't imagine what that must be like Mm. yeah true and I feel like creativity like there is a reason there is realists in the world yeah the the world needs people like that logic realism yeah, so you can say if this is true or not, but I am a hard optimist. Yes. I am bubbly. Yes. I am extroverted. I, yes. I'm always so like, for me, realism, it's just not like a good time. Like, it's, no. <laughs> it's not a good headspace for me, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let me know. Um, I'll put a poll up, I'll put a questionnaire. Um, let me know. Are you, which side do you find yourself on? And this doesn't just have to be when you watch films, because obviously we're all, I guess, in a dreamer since when we watch a film, because um, that's what we want to take away in any form of art. But just, yeah, let me know. What what, what do you, what do you feel about the topic? Um, well, that's it for this episode. I want to thank my lovely guest. It was so much fun. Oh my god. I mean, honestly, like, it was fun, but it honestly just doesn't feel like any different than any other time we talk. Yeah, no, really. 
No, it was good. And again, you will definitely be a recurring guest because we have seen a lot of films together. And, and I have a lot of opinions. I keep, you keep saying that you want to don't want to take the whole Pirate series on with me. And also, Leah said in the last episode, she would hate to see who got stuck with me in that well, series talking about it. I didn't say I didn't want to. Like, I would love to do the entire Pirate series with you. I just thought that, like, other people would want to and they would put up a fight. Like, if you don't have any takers, buddy, time and place, I am... <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will see what I can come up with. But I, I feel like you definitely know the extents of, of my I know obsession. more than any other human on this planet. Yeah. But yes, thank you for, you know, taking time out of your evening to record with me and talk about The Hobbit and wait for our next round. And thank you to the listeners. I completely forgot to talk about you guys on the first episode. I'm so sorry. Uh, Thank you to everyone that listened to the first episode. Thank you to everyone that is currently listening to this episode. I appreciate all the support. Again, I'm new at this. This is only the second episode. If you have any tips or tricks or any recommendations, anything, um, you know, this isn't just about what I like. Um, If you have something you want me to review that I've never heard of, I would be happy to try and do a review. So you don't say. I will take. Now, do not abuse this power. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, I'll be quiet. Be Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, thank you to everyone. Um, this podcast you're listening to is currently available on Spotify and Anchor. So please feel free to share the podcast with friends and family. Um, we have a Facebook page. Have you heard of this? And we also have an Instagram. And it is have you heard of this? And you as in just the letter U. So H A B E. U H E A R D O F T H I S. That's a mouthful. I'm so sorry. So, yes, follow us on Instagram, like the Facebook page, share, comment, like, do all the things. I appreciate the support. And I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>